The Real Estate Sessions is brought to you by FIRST. FIRST knows that a real estate professional's most valuable asset is their relationships. A strong personal network is the moat that can guard against any industry disruption. But there is never enough time to nurture your network the way you want to. FIRST powers top agents with artificial intelligence to spotlight the people who are most likely to sell. This brings focus and attention to make important connections when it matters most. Learn more and request a free demo at first.io. It's still all about the relationship, right? It's the salespeople spend their time building relationships with real estate agents, brokers, or lender partners, or you know everybody else that that we work with in this industry, and and that ha- will never change. It is always about that. But now we have the ability to work so differently with those partners and find them easier and connect with them on Facebook and socially. And, you know, you can find out so much about a person today. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, where industry leaders share their stories and offer tips and advice for real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 140 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and finding us. Thank you for telling a friend. It's how we continue to grow. Um, I appreciate the ratings and reviews as well. So thank you very much. I'm I'm really excited about today's episode. This is somebody very near and dear to my heart. Uh, And actually, my office is about 50 feet from hers. It's It's Patty Counts, the regional sales manager for the Fidelity National Title Tampa District really covering the entire Gulf Coast, we'll call it, uh, the west side of Florida. And truth be told, I worked with Patty for 12 years in Phoenix. Uh, and so I know her very well and her family very well. And we've worked together for a long time. I'm Patty's instrumental in my role now with the company, um, doing what I do to help realtors with technology. It's really been too long. I should have had her on the show a long time ago. Patty, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello, Billy. Yeah, she knows me way too well. There you go. (laughs) Patty, I start every podcast the same. I know where you grew up, and I know you got this weird thing for the Patriots and Tom Brady. So tell me, where'd you grow up? Talk about your life uh, as a child. Thanks, Bill. I Yes, I grew up in Massachusetts, and um, actually a small town, Sterling, Mass, outside of Boston, about, oh, maybe an hour. It's a great place to be from for sports fans. Between you know, the Patriots and the Red Sox and the Bruins. And we just, um, growing up there, we had just, it was so much fun. And I continued to support my New England roots, if you will. I'm okay with that because you grew up there. Now, I do have to say, we're recording this episode one day after the Tampa Bay right. Lightning bounced the Bruins. <laughs> so. Well, and you know, I, I do have to say, when you move to a new place, there are, there's a piece of you that, that jumps right in to embrace those local teams. Yeah. So I do have to say last night I was rooting for the Bolts and they did pull off a win and are now going to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So really excited about that. Now you do have the Celtics that are doing some damage to the Sixers. So they on the sure basketball are. side, yeah, they're up 3-0. So Boston's on a roll like uh, Philly and Boston right now. To be quite honest, probably two of the most hated sports cities in the country I would get be it. Boston I and get Philly. It. And you know why? It's kind of the attitude. You haven't, you've lost it a long time ago. But uh, anyways, I digress. Let me uh, talk to you about the fact that you're in the industry, the real estate industry. You and I were both new to this industry when we started. 
tell me, uh, did a teenage Patty think that real estate was ever going to be on the radar? Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Um, what, were, what did you want to do? I Well, actually, I really was interested in adventure and travel. So I knew I was going to be somehow connected to that. I was just had my sights set on traveling the world. And it kind of led me into the hospitality field that I was in for 20 odd years before I got into title sales. But it was really that passion for traveling that um, got me into that in the first place. You mentioned hospitality. That was your field of study. You went to UMass. Talk, I sure did. Talk about Amherst. Amherst. All right. Now, for for people like me that are a little off on my Massachusetts geography, where's Amherst? Uh, Amherst is in the Berkshires. So it's Western Mass in a just spectacular, beautiful area of the state. Uh, Amherst College is also there. It's a college town. Okay. We had just an absolute blast from the minute we got there until we had to say goodbye. <laughs> and I, I know this to be true because you've already had like multiple people that you went to college with pop into St. Petersburg still, since I, you've been here, right? I'm still very close with a whole group of people that I went to college with. Even after spending 30 odd years out in Arizona, I think all most of them came out to see me while I was out there. So we've stayed in great touch. Your journey into the hospitality industry occurred right out of college, right? It like, did. Kind of walk yes. us through your path because I know you've been with the like anyone who's anyone in the industry, I think you spent some time with, which is very cool. So talk about the the path that took you from Massachusetts to Arizona. Oh, sure. I was recruited out of college uh, and went to work for Stouffer Hotels. So back in the day, I went immediately to Washington, D.C. and got to live in our nation's capital for years. It was just an amazing experience. I have someone there now. And you He's sure do, He's enjoying Bill. it too. <laughs> Bill's son is there now. And I went from there to open a hotel in Baltimore. Um, again, I was still with uh, Stouffer's. They were purchased by Renaissance Hotels. So I went to work for Renaissance Hotels in Baltimore, opened a property there, and then on a wing and a prayer, moved to Arizona um, without an, uh, without a it wasn't a career move. It was a personal move. Went to work for a number of properties out there, but all on the resort side, which was really super fun. It included Ritz-Carlton. It included Marriott. And my last gig was with the Hyatt Ganey Ranch in Scottsdale. You know, when you, when you, you mentioned the resort side of things, that's interesting because I, I don't know if the, a layperson or a civilian outside of hospitality you know, just thinks a hotel's a hotel. But like the property you were at in D.C. was... A, really a hotel. It had meeting rooms probably, but some of the things in Arizona, those are like destinations, right? They Because they have they everything. Uh, it, but they also have meeting space. And my team as director of sales, my team was responsible for bringing the group business into those properties. So they would bring in, you know, a hundred people for three days and, and all the convention and food and beverage that goes with that. So I, it was, it was amazing. It was an amazing career and I loved, I, I loved it. In our industry, we've, we sometimes need to set up a space at a hotel for a day with no rooms being booked. In sales, was that like, you're like, oh, did you have a name for those kind of people? I mean, it would seem to I be don't like... think I can say it on air, Bill. But that was, it was really tough. And, you know, we, because we have to sell the rooms. If you don't sell a room on a given night, you can never sell it again. 
So it's a commodity. So our goal was to bring in groups that that backed up to each other and and one would check out and another group would check in and and then in in addition to that you have all of your you know your individual travel business that comes to the resorts just to enjoy the grounds and the area and the golf and the and the sun. Obviously. It almost sounds like a giant Tetris game where the little blocks are coming down. Exactly. You got to make them all fit and exactly. don't leave any empty spaces. It was my job to make them fit really well, well really tight. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that in the title industry, right? So you came in um, as a sales manager with Chicago Title in Phoenix. First of all, how did that transition occur? And then second, is there a correlation between the two sales jobs? You know, hospitality, title insurance, were there some similarities? Oh, sure. I Well, it was so funny. I was having uh, dinner one evening with someone who was in the title business, uh, Laura Mata. She's actually the president of the Chicago title operation in Arizona. And Laura and her husband and, and Bill and I were having dinner. And Laura asked me a lot of questions about what I did there at the resort. And uh, lo and behold, she said, you need to, she called me a few days later. She said, you need to come and interview for this position we have available. And it was the sales manager uh, position for Chicago title out in Phoenix. And I, I, I went rather reluctantly. I really enjoyed what I did, but it was sounded intriguing and um, met with the, the Bob Fortney, who was our president at the time. And, you know, what he was able to offer me, the reason I made that change probably more than anything else was the flexibility I was going to have with my time. When you work in a resort, it's 24-7. It doesn't close. Clients come for dinners and weekends. And, you know, I just I just worked pretty incessantly in the hotel business. So that was really the thing that attracted me. And I thought, well, title and you know, I better learn more about title insurance. What what do I know about title insurance? I, I, look, I was in the same boat. I had no idea other than buying and selling a property in San exactly. Diego. I'm like, I don't know what these people do. So it, there was a learning curve that we both had to go through. And I, I get it. But when you really come down to it, you know, the the role of the sales team, the role of a salesperson from one industry to the next is a lot of the same things. I mean, what you're selling is different, but we, you know, we were selling service in addition to those beautiful buildings and all the amenities. Really, at the end of the day, when we were comparing ourselves and con- differentiating ourselves from another fa- fabulous resort down the street, it was really about our service and how we took care of people. And my, I'll never forget my, my mentor back in the hotel days, um, was one of my leaders, Bill Eider Orley. And he said, you know, Patty, we're, we're not selling hotel rooms. We're not, we're not, you're not even selling service. We're creating memories here. And it changes your perspective. It kind of takes you out of that, of that, you know, mentality of just going after the, the, the deal. And it makes it really about, making it an experience. And I I have found in this industry, it is the same thing. It is about really making that closing an experience that is embraced all around. I think you said that perfectly. I mean, I know from my time as a branch manager, um, that that was the goal. You know, when those people came in, I wanted them to walk, walk out after that closing going, wow, that was great. They really took care of me. Right. And that's exactly what happens in the hospitality world. They want to leave. And it's not just the people that are attending the conference. But for you, it was probably the people, the coordinate. You worked with a lot of coordinators, right? That exactly. Were, mm-hmm. That handled that stuff at the corporate level. And if you could make them have a great experience, you, you got a lot more business. And everyone, 
And even now, you know, as we work with real estate professionals and all of the people on the lending side and our buyers and sellers, I mean, all of those people, we want to always make sure everybody has an exceptional experience. Gotcha. Let's stay in this space because I, it's fun when people say, so what do you do for a living? You know, and, and I say, well, I, I work for a title insurance company. They go, oh, oh, so you help people with their car titles. Yep. <laughs> no, no. And then at a, at a closing, they all think I'm with the lender because I'm going through a 100-page loan package. Uh, uh, so how do you explain when, some, when you meet someone new, someone, a civilian outside of real estate, and you say, well, I work for the largest title insurer in the world, and I'm a regional sales manager. How do you describe what you do? What I explain to them is that I... And I really feel that it's a great opportunity. I have this great opportunity to work with a sales team, and and their role is to go out and help our agents and lenders, all of our partners on the real estate side, achieve their their dreams and goals. And I I really believe that if our intention is to go out there and help them be all they can be, it helps us be all we can be. Because there's nothing better than really starting to work with somebody that A, you you believe in, that you've seen grow with their business, that you that you want to help advance and and really people that are passionate about what they do and once we start working with them we don't we don't just work with them one time that's a big difference in the hotel world and this world it's an ongoing relationship and that's really what we're doing all day long we're building these relationships and strengthening these relationships and we're lucky enough to work for a company that has solutions and tools and we have Bill Risser and we have the ability to really help them advance whether it's with one transaction or a hundred right and and it's it's the whole team doing it you know because sales starts it off but then that escrow side's got to come into play, oh, right? Huge. Because I could imagine going back to the hotel analogy. There's the front desk. There's the concierge. There's the people that are help. You know, the the housekeeping and everybody else all has to play together it sure and does. make that work. So you see the same thing in our world, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And our closers are just they're building relationships too. And you know, it's just a it's a real team effort. It yeah. really is. You and I both had the, well, I don't want to call it a pleasure, but we both were in the business during uh, the dark days. We'll call them the dark days. We don't want to use the recession word. And and we really had some challenges, right? I, I was running a branch at the time, and so, you know, we had staff reductions, and we're trying to figure out how we're going to keep, you know, things going. Talk about the sales side of things. What kind of challenges did you face, and how did you kind of keep pushing through? What did you have to do to get through that time? That was a, oh, I, I haven't thought about that time in a long time. You know, it was a learning curve. It was just a real learning curve. And the, the quicker you caught on to what was happening and, again, you know, working for a larger company, I felt was a huge advantage because we, we had the ability to, to help people with their short sales. We could make calls on behalf of the agents to these short sale processors at these big banks because there were so many properties that were distressed. And I feel like it happened overnight. Did it? Probably not. But it just felt that way. And everybody, people lost businesses and people lost their homes. And, 
you know, people's salaries were cut. I mean, it was, it was a very trying time and one that I don't think will ever be repeated because I, I believe we really learned and, and obviously our industry's changed because of it. Um, some, some ways maybe not so good, but it's, um, it, you know, again, a huge learning curve. And for the sales team, it was their, the traditional sales approach was just completely interrupted. And it became a whole new game that that included a lot of new players. You've been in the business 13 years, right? 13. 13. Yep. So you've seen some changes in technology since uh, the, the day you oh, started. A few let's, changes. <laughs> yeah. let's talk about some of those changes in the world of sales, right? The technology that's floating around now that, that uh, you're able to either work with or, or promote. Oh, sure, Bill. Um, Well, first of all, it's still all about the relationship, right? It's, you know, the salespeople spend their time building relationships with real estate agents, brokers, you know, our lender partners, everybody else that that we work with in this industry. And that will never change. It is always, it is always about that. But now we have the ability to work so differently with those partners and find them easier and connect with them on Facebook and socially. And you can find out so much about a person today that we just didn't have when I first got into this industry. It's so great. And on the other hand, it's so confusing for everyone at times. And I think, you know, especially for our agents, what kind of tools should we really focus on? Where should I spend my time and my energy and my money? And so I, I really look at the sales role as one that can kind of cut through all that noise and help our agents and our partners figure that out. And you're a big part of that. I mean, the fact that you can help us with that technology piece and the fact that, that we can go in and uh, today I attended your RPR class. The fact that you're helping these agents that people did not know how to use RPR. It's something they pay for as part of their annual dues, if, if you will. So they pay for it. And everybody in the room learned so much about how they could use this tool today. So, you know, and when I think about the sales team and the fact that people are asking them about, you know, how do I get leads? How do I, do I, do I advertise on in this place? Do I advertise in that place? How do I, how do people find me? Things that we help our agents with today that weren't even a part of our conversation back in the day, it's just drastically changed. Back in the day. Back uh, in the day. 2005. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that back I in the day? That. That's back in the day. Yeah. And our, yeah, 2012 is back in the day. <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to switch gears for a second, and I hope you don't mind. I'll get, get a little personal. Oh, boy. You know, you and, I are, uh, you and I are both cancer survivors. And, of course, you had to one-up me. You got two cancers and took care of both, so <laughs> which is amazing. I think you and I both approached it the same way. We both felt that our attitudes had a huge impact on the outcome. And um, you and I both were very business-like, I think, and like, okay, what's next? What do we do next? And I remember t- having this conversation with you when I got sick, and I remember you doing the exact same thing talking to me, how you were just like, what's next? Let's get going. Talk about how has that really changed the way we know it changes the way you look at life, but has it changed the way you look at what you do with the sales team or, you know, kind of in the industry? Yes. Um, let's see how to start. Um, we did, we both, we both approached that whole experience with a, a really super positive attitude. And a, I think that's kind of who we are as people, but also I think, you know, 
it's so easy to go down that dark hole and you, you do see so many people that struggle with that. And my heart goes out to, to them because it is a, it is a tough thing to go through. It, it kind of makes you really look deep inside and you know, what, what am I doing? And so I, I think that the biggest thing that changed for me, um, is really, you know, my perspective on everything, both personally and professionally. And I, I became much more intentional in how I live and how I conduct myself. So today it's about intention. I, I don't do anything without, I, I just live large and I, and I go for it and I have any and every adventure I possibly can. And I really push the sales team to, to be all they can. It's kind of being all you can be. And, and, um, it's, it's my word is intention. I, I just really have approached things with a, a different outlook, if you will. I'd like to think that part of that living large and part of that adventurous side of you is what you got, what got you here at St. Pete. I mean, I know, I know I, I might've might have been a couple you, phone Bill. calls, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was, uh, so let's talk about that, 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 that transition in your life, right? So you had the, the, the transition that you and I have both been through, but then this, this moving from, you know, the middle of the desert, which look, Phoenix is a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. I loved living there. And I, I love the, how new everything was for the most part, you know, they had its older parts, but there was so much growth going on. It was very cool. But coming here, you know, we both live in downtown St. Petersburg. Um, talk about the differences in your personal life. And, and then I'd love to hear the differences between sales and, and the whole title insurance world from Arizona to Florida. Oh, okay. Well, it was, it was hard to leave Arizona. I, we have a whole family there, uh, not real family, but my Arizona family. I call them my Arizona family. Just wonderful, great friends, and and you know when I think about my the last few years there, of course I had I had cancer. My Chicago title family took su- such great care of me, and you know that sales team out there, I hired every one of them. So well, maybe not Jill Bright, but I you know she was there maybe two months before me, but I certainly was had huge influence on that team, and so to 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 just leave them behind and move here and start fresh with a whole new group and a, a whole new group all around. I mean, you were the only person that I'd worked with before was an interesting step. And I have to say, I, I, I it was exciting uh, every minute of it. And it didn't come without its challenges. I, my first four months here, I was just trying to weed through, you know, what was what. And back to your question about, you know, how, is the climate here, the business climate as compared to Arizona, um, it's really, really different. And understanding all those nuances that are part of Florida state regulations has been, has been interesting and challenging, I must say. You know, we're getting through them. We have a, amazing compliance department. So we check in. Oh, he hears from me quite often. And luckily, we have a great relationship. It was awesome in that I was connected to the company and all of the products and solutions that we have in our connect group. So I I knew what we had to offer. A lot of that wasn't being utilized here. So now we're just kind of weeding through what can we move forward here? What can't we? It's an ongoing process. It really is. And one word 
one we're dealing with and figuring out. But the exciting thing is there's also a lot of things we did in Arizona that we can can put forward here. So super exciting times. Yeah. Not to play one state against the other, but is it a safe assumption to say that that Arizona, Phoenix in particular, really, really advanced when it comes to technology in, in the world of real estate. And it feels like Florida is not so advanced. And I think that's an East Coast thing, to be quite honest, right? It, maybe the stuff flows from California West when it comes to technology, but it just feels like we're um, able to bring something to the table that um, they're not talking about as much here. Does that sound right? I would I would say most definitely, and it was surprising. I I didn't know that in advance, but you know the wild wild west. Uh, we, there was a lot going on out there that we saw work and work well, and so we're really really working hard to bring that kind of thought process and the data mining and the lead gen stuff, you know, to the state because, and as we bring things up and as we're talking with agents and, and lenders in the Florida market, I, I, I feel that people are really hungry and thirsty for it. It is exciting and looking forward to seeing where we go with it. Well, Patty, I've had you here. I actually know you have things to do. Usually I tell a guest I'm sure they're busy, but I know you're busy. <laughs> so I want to ask you the same final question I've asked every guest on the podcast. If you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting into the business, what would it be? I would say that if somebody's just getting into the business, they should put together a business plan and choose great partners because those two together are going to get them further than everything else. And you can spend a lot of time on the wrong things or too many things or what's the next shiny object. And to stay focused and, and, and focused on that plan and surround yourselves with the right people, the right mentors, the right coaches and partners is huge. I love that answer. I, I think that realtors need to think about themselves as a, an entrepreneur, like a startup right? And there's no startup out there that doesn't go in there with a plan. They don't just start willy-nilly trying to create a website or do something weird with technology. You have a plan in place. So I, I love hearing that answer because it's few and far between for the new agents we meet, right? And the only other thing I would say is, and you, you and I both agree on this, so I'll throw it out there, um, is uh, Simon Sinek uses that his books that he's written are all about your why. And I find that, you know, not just with the agents, but with my sales team and everybody we work with, it's find your why and work towards that instead of, you know, that next deal or that next paycheck, because that really brings it all together. And I just love the work he's doing and, and his books. And that just resonates with me. And I really try to push that forward any, any chance I get. Patty, if somebody wants to reach out to you and have a conversation with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Best way is cell phone, 813-415-7814. Um, email to patty, with an I, dot counts, C-O-U-N-C-E, at FNF.com. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I know I, I was, it was really on short notice. Like I said, I, you know, you're very, I'm, I have a great relationship with you. I'm so happy that we got back together here in Florida. And uh, we'll get back together in a year on this podcast, and we'll talk about our successes. How's that? Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Thanks Bill. Patty.